0: You're listening to audio from the House located in Kelowna, B.C. If you'd like to check out more resources, please visit us at thehouseonline.ca. So good to be here with you. Uh, if I haven't connected with some of you already, uh, come say hi after the service. Would love to chat and meet some of you, uh, all of you. It's just some of you I've already met, but um, so good to be here with you this morning. Uh, we're we're in a series called Deliberate Faith, and we're going to continue in that series this morning and. We're talking about this idea of deliberate faith, uh, mature faith, intentional faith. uh, Faith that is more than just a set of beliefs, more than just a statement of faith, uh, but a faith, a deliberate faith that uh, we can kind of pour into and and that grounds us and informs us and, and at times maybe guides us. And so we're in this series called Deliberate Faith, and this morning I want to talk specifically about the idea of space and how this relates to deliberate faith. Well, have you ever been in a noisy gym? I played volleyball growing up, and I still play, but uh, I've been in so many noisy gyms, uh, especially like when I would go to tournaments and there was girls' volleyball at the same time, because like, it doesn't matter whether they're just like, picking up a ball or like, they get a big point or whatever, they're always screaming, and it's just so loud. And... I have a confession. Um, I get really competitive in sports um, and it sometimes brings out like not the best side of me. Uh, You just have to ask my wife after one of our grass volleyball nights uh, where we're playing doubles because I get so into it. Uh, But uh, when I was at college, my first year I played volleyball, my last two years I didn't and uh, I loved going to the games and I love a good uh, friendly banter with the players. A little bit of trash talk. Uh, I, I love yelling things and getting in people's heads while they're trying to play volleyball. Uh, it's just so much fun. And uh, what I found at, at college was that there was moments. I had to pick my moments because uh, after a point, the crowd would kind of get loud and the announcer would announce the point and the music would go, and then everyone would kind of die down and get quiet for a moment. And that was my moment. Uh, that was my time to shine. And so I would yell something like, your shoes untied or your garbage or whatever. And, uh, and I loved it because I, I knew that I could get in players' heads. And, and especially when you walk in the gym, uh, someone from the, from the college hands you a roster of the other team. And so now you have all the names of the opposing team. And so instead of just yelling generic, like, your shorts are too short, I'm yelling specific, like, Jordan, I see you, your shorts are too short. And I'm, I'm getting in players' heads, and I loved it. Um, and sometimes I feel like life is like a noisy gym, where there's so much happening, and there's so much noise. There's, there's if you think of a gym, there's, there's players playing, there's music, there's people talking, there's an announcer, there's all this noise. And, and sometimes life feels that way, and sometimes we need to create space in our life to escape the noise, because in the noise, it can be difficult to hear the voice of God, and in the noise, it can be difficult to experience God's life-giving presence. In the busyness and the craziness of life, it can be so hard to hear God's voice, so hard to experience His presence, and we need those in our life. Deliberate faith, this rich life of faith with God, it requires us to make space. It requires us to make space to allow God to invade and and disrupt the noise. Have you made space for God in your life? Is there room for God in your life? Uh, This morning, we're going to be in Mark chapter 1. And uh, the context here is this. Jesus is at the very beginning of his public ministry. It's it's first chapter in Mark. And he's just healed uh, Peter's mother-in-law. And and he's hanging out at Peter's house. And the word is spreading, rumor is spreading, that that Jesus, this guy who can heal, he's at Peter's house. And so the crowds are starting to form. And so we're going to jump in. Mark chapter 1, verses 32. Uh, That evening, after sunset, the people brought to Jesus, all the sick and the demon-possessed. The whole town gathered at the door, and Jesus healed many who had various diseases. He also drove out many demons, but he wouldn't let them, the demons speak because they knew who he was. Very early in the morning, while it was still dark, Jesus got up, left the house, and went off to a solitary place where he prayed. Simon and his companions went to look for him, and when they found him, they exclaimed, Jesus, everyone is looking for you. And Jesus replied, let us go somewhere else to the nearby villages, so I can preach there also. That is why I have come. And so he traveled throughout Galilee, preaching in their synagogues and driving out demons. Picture this, Jesus has just spent the entire evening doing this amazing work, amazing ministry. People are coming, people are getting healed. Crowds are forming, everyone's pressing in at the door. There's all these people. And yet, early in the morning, while it was still dark, Sun hadn't come up yet. Jesus takes off. He goes away, it says to a solitary place, a place alone, and he prays. And of course, the disciples come running because they're ready for round two. Like they want the crowds to come back and the end, and you have to imagine, the disciples are probably thinking like, this is our moment. Uh, this is our time to shine, because we're with Jesus, and everyone's coming to see Jesus, and we're with Jesus. So where's Jesus? And Jesus... He says, let's go somewhere else, to a different village, to preach there. See, in the noise of life, Jesus made the time and the space to get away. He disrupted his noise with space. Have you made time to get away and disrupt your noise and your, your craziness, your chaos, your busyness with space? Have you made space to encounter God amidst the noise of life? Have you made time in your schedule to get away from the voices, the expectations, the worries, the questions, to encounter God's presence and hear him speak? It's what we need, to be still and silent, because if you're anything like me, you probably live with a bit of noise, and if you have a smartphone, I'm confident you live with a bit of noise. Because all day long, uh, our phones are notifying us of what's going on in the world, right? What events are happening this week? Who liked what photo? What stupid thing Donald Trump just tweeted out? Uh, how many likes your dog got on his Instagram account? Like there's all this noise, That all these notifications. There's this craziness. And for me, it's, it's podcasts because I love podcasts. I, I worked as a window cleaner for like two years and I would listen to hours and hours of podcasts. And so I had this long list, and I would subscribe to all these podcasts, and I would listen weekly or daily. And now that I've stopped doing that, I have to cut back on my podcasts. But there's some that I still try and keep up with. And what it means is that uh, anytime I have a spare moment, a spare second of space, of silence, I'll turn on a podcast. So whether I'm cooking breakfast, or I'm driving, or I'm in the washroom, or even if my wife just like leaves the room for a second, I'll quickly get a few minutes of a podcast in, because I'm always trying to catch up. And what that means is that there's always noise in my life. Have you made space to encounter God, the living God amidst the noise of life? Because life is noisy. The average smartphone user will unlock their phone 80 times a day and 44% of adults will check job-related emails while on vacation. So even in a time of rest, still working, still getting notified. And this one's my favorite. 12% of smartphone users will use their phone in the shower. Ugh. <laughs> even the most sacred of spaces, the shower, is now a place where we're catching up on, on what's happening in the world and who just changed their profile picture. Eugene Peterson, he, he puts it this way. In order to pray, I have to be paying more attention to God than to what people are saying to me. To God than to my clamoring ego, usually for that to happen, there must be a deliberate withdrawal from the noise of the day, a disciplined detachment from the insatiable self. Life is noisy. Jesus was deliberate with his time. He was deliberate in withdrawing. He was deliberate in how he made space for God. And this story isn't just a one-off. Uh, Luke, Luke's gospel tells us that Jesus often withdrew to lonely places and prayed. Like, this is Jesus. This is uh, the Son of God withdrawing constantly, going to lonely places, solitary places to pray. In fact, Jesus does this again uh, just a few chapters later in Mark chapter 6. The setting is somewhat similar Giant crowd is following Jesus, over 5,000 people. They've been with him, they're, they're listening to him, they're, they're hearing him speak, and they're all hungry. And so Jesus feeds them all. He does this amazing miracle. He feeds the 5,000 with a few loaves of bread and a few fish. This miracle happens, and again, you would think, like, this is, this is Jesus' moment. He's gonna press into this moment and, like, you know, pass the offering plate. Uh, he's gonna do the altar call. Like, everyone's prepped and primed. And Mark's gospel, it says this in Mark chapter 6. Immediately, Jesus made his disciples get into the boat and go on ahead of him to Bethsaida while he dismissed the crowd. After leaving them, he went up on a mountainside to pray. Again and again, it's almost like as soon as things were, were happening and getting going and the crowds were forming, Jesus had to withdraw. He had to go away and make space. Do you have a space in your life to go away and to be filled with God's Spirit and to hear His voice. Do you have maybe a place where you go to get away from the chaos and the noise of life? Maybe even the chaos and the noise of ministry, of church ministry. Jesus didn't wait for next week. He didn't wait for next month or, or after exam week. He he disrupted his his schedule. He disrupted what would seem like a crazy, awesome thing that was happening, to go and to be filled with God's Spirit. And he came back with more clarity. He came back re-energized, empowered, ready to continue the, the work that God had called him to do. And, and sometimes when we talk about creating space in our life, we, we think about it in a certain way, and, and it's like this. You may be thinking, I just need to create a little more time in my busy schedule to pray, or to read my Bible, or Whatever. I just need to spend maybe a few more minutes in the morning uh, in devos or, or in prayer. Uh, and, and maybe that is what God is saying to you this morning. And if so, press into that and respond. But, but sometimes when we think that way, it becomes this idea of, uh, uh, of duty, of guilt. We want to avoid guilt or maybe we feel guilt. And so we just need to spend more time with God because we haven't spent enough time. I haven't made space for God, so I need to make more space and it becomes this thing of, of like a checklist, something that we can check off in the morning. Spent my time with Jesus, check, carry on with my day. I want to present something that's a little different than that. Because biblically speaking, God's people need to be filled with his spirit in order to flourish in the world. We need God's spirit to fill us before we enter into the craziness and the noise of life. It's the beginning of ministry for us. It's not the end, and it's not just a checklist. In order for us to be God's people in the world in Kelowna, we need God to fill us with his spirit and speak to us so that we can then enter into the craziness and the noise of life. It's not just a reprieve. It's not just when we're spent that we go and recharge. We, we need an encounter with God's spirit to flourish as God's people. Think about God's design for humanity. In Genesis, the Genesis story, uh, there's, God is creating and he's ordering the world. Genesis 1, uh, Genesis one and 2, and, and it says, God created this on the first day. There was evening, then there was morning, the first day. And then God, on the sixth day, he created man. And there was evening, and there was morning. See, in God's order of the world, the day actually begins with rest, with Uh, Not with work, not with with striving or busyness or craziness. The day actually begins with with rest. And if you think about it, humans in, in the story of Genesis were created on the sixth day, which means the very first full day we get is a full day of rest. The very first day we get as humans is a day to rest. We are to live out of our rest, not work for it. We work out of it. It's essential for us, as God's people, to flourish. We need God's spirit to come and fill us and to give us clarity, to speak to us. We need God to disrupt our noise so that we can then enter into it. Because here's the point. When we make space for God in our life, we can hear God's voice and we can be filled with his spirit. When we make space for God in our life, we can hear God's voice and be filled with His Spirit. And oh, how we need to be filled with God's Spirit. Oh, how we need to hear His voice. Oh, how we need to be filled with God's life-giving presence. It's what transforms us. It's what moves us. It's what propels us forward. It moves us from despair to hope, from brokenness to wholeness, from sorrow to celebration, we need God's spirit and his voice in our life. We need to encounter the living God. Have you made space in your life to encounter the living God amidst the noise? Have you made space to hear his voice? And, and sometimes we maybe think that uh, God doesn't want to speak to us or he doesn't want to fill us with his spirit. Maybe sometimes we're just too busy and caught up in the craziness and the expectations and the the busyness that we don't stop to slow down. Uh, So let me say this. God does want to speak to you, and God does want to fill you with his spirit. It's what marks us as God's people, is that he has given us his spirit. He wants to fill you with his spirit. And God is not looking for perfect people. He's not. He's not looking for perfect people. He's looking for available people. People who will open up their hands and say, Come, Jesus, fill me. Have you made space? Because when we make space for God, God fills us with His Spirit and His Word. And, and there's no substitute. There's no substitute for the voice of God, the presence of God in our life. Uh... I want to tell you a few quick stories of times where I felt uh, profoundly the presence and, and the voice of God. Uh, when I was, uh, before I did Bible college, I did a couple other years of uh, exploring. I, I did a few random years of college. And I wasn't sure what I was doing. Uh, I didn't feel like I had any direction, but I felt uh, sort of a, a pull to, to church ministry. I felt like God was uh, giving me this this crazy passion for the local church. And so uh, I was asking God and praying and saying, God, what, what do you have for me? What, what do you want to say to me? Because I, I don't know exactly what's next. I just feel this pull. And I felt one morning, uh, like God just said the word equip, like go and get equipped. And uh, it led me then to go to Bible college. And, and it was because God had spoken that I did that. And my very first week at Bible College, the, uh, the president of the college was talking about the college's mission statement. And in the very first line, it was like, our college exists to equip people for discipleship ministry. It was, it was like a, a, an affirmation of what God had spoken. And there was times at Bible College where uh, I was learning things that I didn't know whether they were relevant or not times where I was busy and overwhelmed and stressed, and there was craziness of, of sports and relationships and, and homework. And I had to continue to go back to that word God had spoken, go and get equipped, because it, it, it sustained me. It, it pushed me forward. Then there was the time uh, last year, kind of similar situation, not sure what I was doing with my life. Uh, again, kind of was in a time of waiting, asking God, what's next? I was discouraged because I had been working a job I didn't really like. And uh, uh, there was many nights where I would um, come home from work, and I would just walk in the door and start crying. Like, um, my wife, Carissa, she's amazing. Because I would just walk in and start crying, and I didn't really know why. There was just so much emotion and questions and wondering. And I remember one night, I was on the couch, and it was late. And it was uh, quiet and kind of dark and silent and I didn't have my phone out and I just said God you need to speak to me you need to tell me something you need to give me some sense of confidence and direction and God just said I'm with you here and now and it was like so comforting even though it wasn't what I was looking for exactly I wanted God to give me a clear direction and he just said I'm with you here and now I remember in that room just uh being very aware uh that I was in the presence of God. And I had to, I had to hold on to that because jobs didn't come quickly. And, and then there was this summer when I actually had applied for this this role and I was wondering what Chad was doing because he hadn't called me back and uh, was not sure what was next for my wife and I. Was I just going to continue working the job I had been working? Uh, the fall was coming quick and, and it was like, what 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 is our fall going to look like? I had no idea. And in, uh, in a moment, very similar, same couch, same spot, uh, same setting, kind of late at night, dark, silent. I was praying, and I was listening, and I just felt like God said, trust me. And uh, again, not necessarily the word I wanted. I wanted God to say, yeah, Chad's going to call you tomorrow, Uh, he's going to offer you the job, and he's going to, you know, give you more money than he even said the first time. Like, I wanted, I wanted a clear direction, and, and, but God just said, trust me, and so I'm I'm not kidding. There's so many times when my wife and I were kind of doubting and wondering what was next, wondering what God was doing in our life, and we had to come back to that. Trust me, There's no substitute for the voice of God in your life. You can blast all the Christian music you want. You can listen to a million sermons online or podcasts. You can fill your schedule with busy things, Christian things, church things, maybe even really good things. But it's only God and his spirit who give us the direction and the hope and the peace that we long for. We need God's voice and his spirit in our life. We need God to come and fill us, to speak to us. And it reminds me of this story of, uh, in Matthew where Jesus says, it's a, kind of a scary story because Jesus says, uh, many people will say at the end, Lord, Lord, did we not do all these amazing works? Didn't we prophesy and cast out demons and do all these amazing works in your name? And Jesus says, get away from me. I never knew you. I never knew you. Sometimes we can be so busy, so filled with craziness and chaos and noise that we actually miss the point of faith, of deliberate faith. Our life of faith is so much more than just a little window of our life. It's so much more than just a little block of time we sketch out and say we're going to give this to God. And yet, if we are not deliberate in making space and time for God, it's very difficult to hear God speak and be filled with his spirit. It's hard. We get going, we get busy. Things come and things go and and it's almost like we wonder, what are you saying, God? But we haven't stopped to slow down and listen. So I hope this morning that you're not feeling like, I just need to to spend more time with Jesus because uh, that's what the speaker said this morning and that's what good Christians do. Uh, Because that's not the point. The point is that we need God to fill us in order to flourish as God's people. In order to have direction and confidence and hope and peace. We need God to come and fill us. To invade and disrupt the noise of our life. Because just like a noisy gym, it can be so hard to hear. It can be so hard to know who's saying what. What? Mother Teresa, she says this. A woman, she, she was a woman whose, whose life was marked by just amazing works and, and a mature, deliberate faith. She says this. God is the friend of silence. Because in that silence, he will listen to us. And there he will speak to our soul. And there we will hear his voice. The fruit of silence is faith. And so as, as I close uh, and as the team comes, I, I want to say a few things. When you turn to God, when you open yourself to Him, when you become available to Him, He can fill you with His Spirit. He can speak to your hearts. And it's what we need so desperately. In order to flourish and to experience the fullness of God's Spirit in our life as we work and drive and make food and do the dishes and sweep the floor, in order to experience the fullness of God's Spirit in those things, we must make space for God to come and fill us, and we must be deliberate in listening to God's voice. So that when life feels like a noisy gym, we can remember and hold on to what God has said in the silence. So, where is your space to encounter God's presence? Where do you go to quiet yourself and listen to His voice, to be filled with His Spirit? Jesus developed a pattern of disrupting His schedule. In order to experience a fresh encounter with the living God, it's what we need. And it's from that encounter that Jesus was then energized and equipped and had clarity about all that God had for him. Deliberate faith, mature faith, requires us to make space for God in our lives. It requires us to put our phones down uh, to find space and to let God fill us with his spirit and his word. It's what transforms us and it's what we need as God's people. What we need to flourish it's God's presence in our life, His Word in our life. Don't miss out on what God has for you because you're so busy doing the things that take up your time. Don't miss out on the blessing that God has for you because you filled your life with all these things. They may be good things, but maybe you need to disrupt them a little bit. And so, would you stand with me? We're going to pray and um, I'm just gonna pray, and if you're comfortable, would you just open up your hands as just a symbol of of receiving from the Lord? We're just gonna say, Jesus, come. Come and speak to us. Come and speak to our hearts. And come and fill us with your presence, God. You long to fill your people with your presence. You long to speak to us. We believe it. And so we say, come and speak and fill us now. Jesus, for those who are here that need a, a word from you, that need an encounter with you, would you come, fill them. Would you come and meet us, God, as we wait, as we make ourselves available to you. Pray this in Christ's name. Thanks for listening to audio from the house. For more information or resources, visit us at thehouseonline.ca.